0: Pod Chef Pod Chef You're listening to Pod Chef
1: When I say pod, y'all say chef Pod Chef You're now listening to Pod Chef, the only official podcast about the TV show Top Chef with your hosts, Jamal, Brian and Reeves. And I only said their first names because I don't know everyone's last name and I'm trying to be polite. Now enjoy the show.
0: Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. I'm your host, Jamal. With me is
2: Reeves. Say what's up.
1: What's up, everyone? What a day. Exciting
0: episode third mike is also here brian say hello
2: hello i'm here i'm wearing yellow it's a really nice Mm -hmm. day this is a big deal
0: this episode's a very big deal for a lot of the people who've been reviewing the podcast as of late and saying it's the worst and not the official top chef podcast um boy you're gonna be eating your words today and for the people who often you know skip forward from our comedy bits and just go right to the pod chef recap. You're going to you're going to feel dumb if you skip this time. You're going to want to actually sit here and listen to the opening segment because it's pretty interesting. Wouldn't you say so, Reeves?
1: Yeah, we have a lot of listeners that hate the stuff we do at the top. They say it's not funny, not related to Top Chef. Well, now Mm -hmm. you have to listen. because this is
0: the interesting part. Yeah. And um, like we said, this is a podcast that Tom Calicchio is making a stew. And if you have bad reviews, send those to Tom Calicchio's Twitter directly. If you have good reviews, put it on Apple Podcasts for Pod Chef. Um, Let's get into it. We have a special guest here today. Um, doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to give him this brief introduction. You know him from Top Chef. Trust me, you know him from Top Chef. Oh, yeah. Trust me when I say this. You know him from Top Chef. You also know him from other things. He also just released a book not too long ago. Let's welcome to the show, Dale Taldi. yeah
3: what Hello. What's going on, fam? How's everybody doing? Oh, exactly. We're doing
0: good. We're all friends. We're all friends with people mm-hmm. on Top Chef. Um, how have you been since uh, the show,
3: Dale? I've been good. I mean, um, you know, I, I've done things I never thought I would do. Um, traveled places I never thought I would go. But no, it's been really good. I mean, um, you know, I mean, I, I I'm like, I'm like single seasons Top Chef dude. Um, I'm like non I'm non HD uh, Top mm-hmm. Chef. Dude. So mm-hmm. Like I'm old. I've been in the I've been in the game. I was on Top Chef before they even had like circulators and mm-hmm. uh, uh immersion circulators and um you know like liquid nitrogen. Mm-hmm. I mean that was like you know, that was like first I think we were the first season to get liquid nitrogen. So um I'm I go back. So, you know, I've had I've had some pretty cool times there. You know, I was in I was in Portland to judge uh, you know. Uh, 9 eighteen, season eighteen. So that was really mm-hmm. cool, and met some really cool cats. But, um, yeah, I mean, I love it. Like you got, I mean, I watch every episode. I've watched every season. I I know a lot of people on it. Um, so it, I don't know, man. I still love the show. I think it's an amazing. Um, I think it's the best culinary um cooking show out there. So, that's I'm what hyped. We say that I get week. to watch it. I get. I'm hype. I get to talk to you guys about it because, um, it doesn't get old for me. Oh, wow, awesome. Awesome. Uh, so
0: you, you were there last season. What was that like shooting during the quarantine?
3: I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was trippy, um, to see, you know, like it was trippy because, you know, all the other experiences I've had with Top Chef were you cook for masses and that's what's hard. Right. And now it's like, you, these guys are only cooking for us, right. A very small group of people. Um, and it was, it felt intimate, right? It felt like, um, it felt like the longest dinner, uh, uncomfortable dinner you've had uh, <laughs> with people for, you know, whether it was comfortable or not for certain people, it just felt like a long, long dinner party. Mm-hmm. You're always eating with the same group of people, uh, seeing yeah. the same faces, except, you know, maybe somebody goes home and then, um, you, you you know, you get to pick up people's style real quick um, where I don't think, um, you know, you've ne- they've never done that before. So I never had to. So you couldn't pick up on people's styles right away right you didn't you know you, you kind of immediately knew when a dish was put in front of you whether you know you you know they dropped it or someone told you you knew whose food was what because you started to pick on people's styles and 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 their and their cooking habits
2: is there um so eating the same a different meal with the same people every day is there a story that I don't know, Tom kept telling over and over again and he kept like forgetting that he told you guys and you're know, like, you told, told, <laughs> told us
3: that one. No, um, the thing with Tom is is that if you ask him about, like, listen, man, I'm a fan of the show, right? So I'd be like, do you remember on our season? He's like, Dale, I've eaten so much food. I don't remember. <laughs> I barely, you're lucky if I can remember like, you know, I can. Remember, I'm, I'm lucky if I remember what I ate this morning, let alone... You're talking about, you know, a dish that was just, you know, um, that that's the thing with Tom. It says that is that and, and with a lot of the, a lot of them, it's like trying to reminisce with Tom and Gail and Padma with some, you know, moments you don't remember. But like so they've been, you know, they're going on 20 seasons. How could they yeah. remember all this stuff? It's just so much food and so much. But you w- what you what you do get is when they say this might, you know. When they do remember something, it's impactful. You're like, "Oh wow," you know. Yeah, that that must have been good if you remember it.
2: Is that sad to like? I eat so few good meals that when it happens, I'll know it forever. And if these guys are eating good meals every day, and they're just like, "This is another good meal."
3: No, I no. I mean, sad. You got to rejoice in the way these guys are blowing out. (laughs) (laughs) Think about that. Think about how good they're eating. That like some of these things don't even move the needle. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Like, that's how ill their their diets are. Like, they're eating at the – this is the crazy part about, like, you know, last season we couldn't eat out, right? Last season we couldn't eat out. We couldn't be going to everyone's restaurants, So a lot of them catered food to us, right? But, like, in Houston, think about, like, think about how many – ball that everyone knows are in town. Like, you know, yeah. you, start to hear, you start to hear murmurings. Oh, mm. Tom and Padma, you start to see them around town, right? And then all of a sudden it's like – People are reaching out on their Insta. Eat here. Come and, come and eat here. Yeah. You know, the hole in the walls, the barbecue joints that's, that's personal to this person, the Indian restaurant that's theirs, right? The Thai restaurant, the Loatian restaurant, all these little hole. They're getting all these recommendations, and it's not from, like, you know, their Twitter fans, right? It's, like, yeah. from, like, yo, this dude got a Michelin star, so he knows what's up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, yeah. he's telling them what to eat. So, like, you know, they, they're getting so many... You know, when we were in portland um was it peter cho has a restaurant out there i i'm, I'm i hope he you know i hope i didn't put this but he my birth i had my birthday when i was out there there must have been 45 dishes on a table in this hotel that he got he had so much food he had to go ask the hotel to get the luggage dolly wow <laughs> and they double stacked it with the boxes they had and dropped it and he was like listen he couldn't, he couldn't break that like quarantine, but he was like, Hey, this is, you know, these are hand pulled noodles. These are my, this is my whole Korean fried chicken with ramen spice. Wow. Th- that happened to them on the reg. You know what I mean? We were, th- we were there to see it for uh, one season. This happened to them every single season, everywhere they go every single time. So. Okay. So,
0: so based on that, is that one of the reasons why, because they're, they're, the dishes they're eating are so high level. Is that why everyone gets punished and almost sent home immediately if they just cook them chicken?
3: Yeah. <laughs> why, why, are you, why are you pulling chicken breast? Yeah. <laughs> Unless I mean, except for Buddha.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah Buddha That's the thing of. that happened. This yeah. He crushed it.
3: But yeah. he just didn't cook a piece of chicken or fry yeah. a piece of chicken. That's true. The but only way people get away with chicken is if it's fried. Okay. Only way, right? Because even, like, oh, I made a curry, it's chicken thighs. It's like, yo, man, I had this for family meal for, like, yeah. 25 years of my yeah. life in restaurants. Like, that's like literally every family meal. So mm-hmm. everyone's hating on it. But when it's fried chicken, you're like, oh, I I can I can get down with that. I think yeah. it's um, except when Buddha did that thing that was, like, you know, when he made that, not to detract, but, like, when he made that dish this season, that's a warning. He, that was, like, shots fired. That was, yeah. like, people... If you were cooking next to him and you saw him pull that off, you're like, damn. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that was straight out of core. That's core what with, I felt. That was straight out of core with Claire Smith. Yeah. I thought and he was going I was, home. I didn't know he worked there. And oh, when I wow. found out he worked there, I was like, that's where he got his chops. It's mm. probably elsewhere, but like you look at that, that his food is very representative of the kind of stuff she does. And it's, I mean, it's pretty baller. Yeah. Like,
1: what do you yeah. think of the contestants today versus when you were on do you think it's do you think it's like maybe easier than it was like challenge wise do you think it's only gotten harder much, much harder yeah
3: well man we were We like my first season there was like i'm a line cook <laughs> there was people who were like yeah. that's up, true like, i'm a line cook i'm yeah. a sous chef now it's like hi i'm so-and-so i have two michelin stars i've been nominated for james beard nine years in a row and i've won i've won it twice yeah that's the kind of but you know what i'll say this too That doesn't mean automatic. This competition is you need to be a certain breed of person um, to succeed in this. Mm -hmm. The person that's like super ultra analytical and takes them like, you know, it takes them like, uh, it takes them like, um, you know, two weeks to put a dish on. But when he does, it's like grammed out, you know, salt by the gram. Everything's like perfect, Right. Some of those dudes don't don't play well in this competition. Yeah, mm-hmm. they get in their own head. Mm-hmm. The person who like, yo, I got a mom and pop. Like, I, there was a contestant that was like, yo, I'm in a, I'm in like some, a, I have a, I own a, a, like a campground or a resort out in Bumble, whatever, Alaska, and I got to make do with what I have. Those people are typically like, they kill it because yeah. mm-hmm. they they can improvise very quickly. And think on their feet. Speaking of, uh,
2: do people ask you about butterscotch scallops a lot? And have you made them? Have you made it work,
3: or have you just never yeah. touched it? No, again? no. Listen, man, I, I can make it work. I, my proportions are wrong. I can make mm-hmm. that dish work. I, I did make a dish. I, I had to redo, you know, on season one. All stars and eight. I had to redo that dish again, mm-hmm. and I made it work. I redeem. I redeemed that dish, but my proportions were way off man that you know that was a dish of proportion and not eating and um ego and control it was like you know it was a very young younger version of me's dish yeah Um,
2: because it seems like scallops are kind of a cheat code like it seems like scallop like if you make scallops on top chef you're probably good like it seems like do you think there are certain things that as long as you don't like totally fuck it up
3: you're probably gonna be okay Listen, there is cheat codes to this, right? And it's like you have to understand how people eat and how people taste on the show, right? The person who's the person who's like, I love to, I love the simplicity of beautiful heirloom tomatoes, peak season with a little bit of fleur de sel and a, this beautiful olive oil. Yo, man, my mom could do that. <laughs> it's called shopping, like you're good shopper. Yeah. You know what I mean? That doesn't translate. That doesn't translate. Of course, when you're out to dinner and uh, – listen, if you're on the Amalfi Coast or you're in Florence and that gets served to you and you get this uh, Bistec Florentina and it's like, you know, the worlds collide. It's like this is like the – this is what Italy is about, right? The most beautiful, simple stuff. Not on Top Chef. You know, when people are tasting one bite of your thing, of your dish, and just a bite, right? Impact. What's going to make the most impact? Right, so t- uh, Tom always says it. He goes, "Don't be, ge- don't be mystified by salt, fat, acid, and heat." And you know, and I'm like, "Okay, well, I am, so I like <laughs> it." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, Tom, but you know, it's why you love. I don't know, you guys. You, where do you guys all live? Are you guys all across the country?
0: Me and Reeves live in D.C. Brian D.C. lives by you in New Jersey.
3: Well, I used to live in Brooklyn for a long time. Now I live in New Jersey. Oh, okay. well, have you guys ever gone to like the halal cart? Do I Dude, st- halal carts st- in on um, 53rd and Fifth. I was right? just telling,
2: I was just telling these guys I ate halal for lunch today. Too much spice. Some of hurts a little bit. <laughs> so
3: that's why you love it. It's fatty. It's salty. It's spicy. It's sour. It's crunchy. If you get falafel on it, right? It. That's why you love that food. Um. And that, that's, you know, that's why street food is so impactful. And I think it's why people like gravitate towards it because it hits all the notes. Yeah. It mm-hmm. sings so loud in one bite. Yeah. When you get an awesome, you get one, that perfect spoonful of chicken rice with, um, you know, that spicy, what you know, spicy sauce, white sauce, maybe a pickled onion. Um, it It, it's, it keeps you coming back to it, right? Same yeah. thing with like street tacos. It's the same thing. You take a bite of a street taco. It's like. You're hooked. It's insane. Yeah, it has you. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, I think that there's those are the cheat codes that people have learned to get into, right? Have learned to like put that on a spoon. You know, when I was on like Angelo Sosa, I love the guy. He learned. He knew that from the jump. He would play things on on a spoon. Because also, how you consume what it is you're making affects dish right Mm -hmm. so it's like you make a beautiful dish and they didn't get some of that garnish or they didn't get some of the sauce because of the way you plated it you failed but in a quick fire if you're just taking one bite of something and you put something on a spoon it ensures they get everything that you want in one bite so smart and those are the kind of the cheat codes that we've learned through the years of of, of how to of, of this of this show
0: hmm speaking of cheat codes uh changing the subject slightly back in october of 2018 uh you got to give you got to give the commencement speech at the culinary institute of america the other cia yeah what is something you know now that you wish youngdale knew in
2: 1998 um could be anything the in in the question that Jamal wrote down it says in the cooking industry but this seems open ended so yeah, it's open not ended. about cooking. I'm opening it
1: up anything that happened yeah <laughs>
3: um i think you choosing a mentor is very important hmm. and choosing who you look to uh to uh, model your career after is very important. Um, I, I, I and travel and traveling is is like the end all be all. Like I think traveling while working and being in other countries is like that gives you so much, so much bigger of a picture um, than anything else can give you. But in choosing a mentor, I mean, you know, when you're in culinary school, it's like they you know, they pound you, they pound this idea in your head of who these leaders are our industry are. Um, you have to decide on your own who those people are, you know? And I, like, to be honest with you, 95% of those people were white. Yeah. So you grow up in a, you grow up already in a European style of of a European style of, of cooking. Um, this brigade system. And I think it takes, it takes, some strength and some like individualism to like, um, look past that and say, okay, well, you know, Leah chase is, has been cooking for 90 something years. She might not have run a brigade in her kitchen, but her fried chicken is the boat is the, is dope. And her restaurant makes money. It's been open for however long, you know, Mm -hmm. it's looking at those, um, those others, the others, um, it's not always fine dining it's not always this crispy white regard apron it's those people who um are impactful and i think that was something that you know when i graduated i was like 19. so i kind of didn't you know i wasn't in it as as long to make those decisions or to to know better so
2: mm. do you think top chef makes because they present guests as like this is a person you should like model your food after like repair or like birthday like Bourdain when he was there are these people that like seem legit to you or are these like Culinary Institute people that kind of um, are just
3: like the people that everyone kind of knows? But they I mean, a, it, it's a mix. I think, I, think I, I, just, I just think that diversity is so important mm-hmm. in the culinary world, right? Diversity, um, you know, I never saw someone like me they never presented anyone that looked like me, right? Martin Yan was like literally the only the only Chinese chef that was there. Um, and like, there's grandma, you know, there's Chinese like there's amazing Chinese cooks that are have been doing it for you know, and it's it's such a uh, a different style of cooking that needed that needs to have that type of representation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just think they've done a fantastic job of getting more representation. Are diversifying, but um, yeah, I think we all. I mean, listen. I mean, that's how long ago I was, right? There wasn't any diversity, and now it's like there's tons of diversity, which is great. Yeah, no, we we, we
2: talk about it on our podcast. How there seems to be this season, at least, there are two white men who yeah are struggling to stay on the show, which is great. We, we get people come in and bring like, because like usually Top Chef is just like I'm classically trained, I'm French trained. Here's this, here's this. When, like, people like Damar come on, they're like, oh, like, my food is, like, I know it's as good as this stuff. And it's not, like, this hoity-toity. And it's stuff that, like, everyone likes. I think that's, like, what you were talking about. Like, it hits all those things and it's not just, like, yep. one of yep. the mother sauces and, like, a piece of, you know, it's, like, different.
3: Yeah, and listen, at the end of the day, technique and flavor are always going to be the the what makes, you know, your technique and the way you season things and the way things taste are always going to win you, right? It's always going to win, right? Um, but there are more techniques and more, there are more techniques and flavor profiles than just mirepoix and the way European dining has, you know, kind of thrown it into your face, right? It's why you, why, when you go eat at a French restaurant, you don't blink, you don't blink when you get the check and say, I know this is probably going to be expensive, but when you go, when even my own people we'll say, we'll go eat at a Filipino restaurant. They'll say, it's good, but it's expensive. Stop saying that. You got to stop. If you don't, if you don't stop saying that, then it gives everyone else, it gives white people the, basically gives white people the okay to say that same stuff. And that has to stop, right? Whether it's in the black community, Asian community, South Indian community. I mean, you hear it from them first, almost, right? We will almost, the, our, our, our culture our community will almost say it first. It's great, but it's a little, it's expensive. Why do we have to take the butt? It just say it's great. Mm-hmm. Put a fried, stop putting, stop equating, um, you know, stop, stop expecting lesser of, uh, lesser of our food. Yeah. Even though it tastes fantastic. You love it. Yeah. You know? A fried chicken can be $42. It can be, it can be. So, you know, you get fried chicken, is $42, but if you go to a French restaurant, you get like poulet, whatever, that's been roasted, and they put like a, you know, their, you know, natural jus on it. All of a sudden, $42 doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. But that fried chicken has done, you you brined it, you've sourced it out, you've broken it down, you've brined it, you've marinated it, you've found a way to fry chicken and keep it super hot and crispy. It's almost harder to do than that other stuff. Yeah. But so why is that lesser than?
0: And it's luxury food. It's like um, no one goes to a Lamborghini shop and complains about the price of the Lamborghini. They either pay the price or they don't.
2: Yeah.
0: So it's like if you if you want that in your food, just pay the price.
2: Lamborghini. Is that what? your car reference? Lamborghini? <laughs> Lambo,
0: I'm man. sorry, Ferrari. I'm so What do you want? I, I don't know. Just like, Jamal just, had a big
1: poster of a Lamborghini <laughs> up in his dorm room. I took so, it down yeah. right before
2: this. Uh, well, it was green, the red neon one. Neon
0: green. It, it was neon
1: green. Yeah, 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 and,
2: it had, yeah and, it had, and it had and it had the woman in the bikini on it, right?
0: The yeah. same neon green bikini. <laughs>
2: it's a match. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> dreaming mm-hmm. one
2: day. I like Jamal. That. You will get that Lambo. I promise you. I, mean, yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna go back your question, Yeah.
1: I was just gonna say I, we really like your your show, The Top Recipe on Bravo TV. I was curious if do you do they send you what the recipe is, or do you just watch and you
3: figure it out,
1: or do you like text Demar oh. and you're like, hey, how did you do that? I was,
3: it was, it's all three of those things. So they send me okay. the recipe. They said, how could you make this easier? How could you make it faster? And then you talk. To, you kind of like they you, when you get the recipe from the chef. Mm. So I'm getting murdered right now. If you guys know if you guys have TikTok, I'm getting killed right now on gumbo. I love it's I love I'm getting murdered. People hate me right now. Because of hate the way that you
2: did it. Me.
3: Yeah. Oh my God. It's so, it's so awesome. Take this down now. You don't know how to make gumbo. <laughs> like, Yo, man. This is her recipe. Yeah, you exactly input from her? This is her recipe. <laughs> and like they don't they don't understand that like the parameters of this, right? like mm-hmm. they wanted it to be made in like less than 30 minutes and it's like you i told them i was like told the people that the you know i'm like yo you can't make gumbo in 30 minutes so like then make a version of it and then i was like okay well i'm gonna make a version of it but you can't call gumbo They're like we have to call gumbo and i was like well i'm gonna get murdered and that's exactly, <laughs> exactly what <happened>. what's happening <laughs> people are like this is turkey soup with greens in it. i'm like
2: they marched you right. out there to get
3: murdered but i don't but tell me what the difference is between that and gumbo yo i, yeah. I mean so listen you know, I told them I was like, yo, her rue, you know, and that's the thing about gumbo. It's the rue, right? And they're like, yo, you know, she's like, and her industry, she's like, yo, you got to make this rue. It's going to take you like an hour to make this roux." I'm like, I can't do that. Like I literally <laughs> right. cannot not make a rue in an hour. It, this yeah. is against what the rules for this whole thing is. I have to make it like friendly for someone to make. But uh, yo, they're I'm getting, cr- I'm getting crushed <laughs> on it. I love it. And like, I have TikTok as a voyeur only, and it's all oh, all these people on TikTok that are crushing me. <laughs> but I read it all. I love it. I get through all and you I consume like, it I like, all. Oh my god, I love haters.
2: Dude. You don't dude, respond.
3: You don't do the durant and respond to them.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: On my Grant Insta, I do. On yeah. my Instagram, I like all the. I love when they when they shit on me. I just like every single one. Like, oh, that's gotta <laughs> kill them inside. Oh, I know. They're just yeah. like, fuck
0: you, dude. Oh, he's baby. liking it. He's not resp- he's not giving me all the attention I want. Oh. No.
3: But when I want to get petty, boy, I'll get petty. I'll get petty. <laughs> I am I am Durant Petty. They're coming for bad. the I'm God. I'm like,
4: Durant West the for God. Petty. Yeah. Oh wow. Durant
3: <laughs> like is petty. That's how petty I get. Leave a crappy review at my at my restaurant that's not valid. Like, listen, I I know I'm here. So I know the guest that leaves a review that's like. I wasn't vaccinated. They didn't let me in. And then they gave me a one-star review and then they trashed me. Yo, better not leave your full name on that review. (laughs) (laughs) Better not find a, you know, and I, dude, I did. I found like four people who left crappy reviews like that. And I just was like, yo, how's it feel, huh? You you like reached out to them? (laughs) Oh, dude, I went, I found that they had businesses (laughs) <laughs> copy and pasted their review of my restaurant and left out key details of it and uh-huh. subbed like, cause they had like a flower shop. I put flowers in it like I subbed all the like the moments of like what the business uh-huh. was and sent it back to them and then left a review on their things. And this one girl was like, oh, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm in, I do cooking. I do. She had a cooking channel on YouTube. Oh, oh boy. I left that review on each and every one of her videos. <laughs> She had like 13 videos, and she had like seven people that saw it. But I made sure, boom, boom, boom. And she's like, "You're the creep who left all the." I was like, "How's it feel?" Yeah. She wait. So
2: she has seven viewers, and you still were like, "I'm gonna destroy." Oh, she I'm gonna no tear views, you up. <laughs> and
3: it's spent like 30 minutes or an hour. My wife's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "You're not doing something good." She's like, "You're doing <laughs> something bad." I'm like, "I am." I was like, Man, "Kick the hornets' nest." though. Well, since okay,
2: since 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 you check names and you know names, I will apologize now. I have rescheduled my reservation at Goose Feather several times, mm-hmm.
3: and I keep meaning to go, but like I really want to go, but life keeps hit happening. Me, Please hit me up now. You guys know, hit me up, hit me up. I don't, I don't. It, life happens, man. I know, I know it does. It, life happens. So if. If I come to Goose Feather, will you walk
2: out and talk to me like, like the like I'm like you're like the chef's talking to me, and it's like, oh, I got this for you. This is special for you, and I'll feel like the <laughs> biggest baller of the entire. You world. you get a
3: tour of the space. Oh shit! take pictures.
0: Man, I I'll need them.
3: The secret rooftop. We'll have a drink up there. Oh shit! We'll am, up, all right, I'm coming.
2: Wow, that's okay. No, no, dude, let me know.
3: No. That's the thing that people don't know is that like if you, if you, if you want to reach out to me on Insta and say i'm coming in da 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 i always find that person and say what's up i send them a drink i start them out with the champagne i give them a tour of the space uh, you know what i mean like and if they can't get a reservation i try to make it happen through insta because to me it's like this is the way to this is this is the plug you know what i mean like this is the plug mm-hmm. now like if someone actually is like oh i didn't want to bother you like that's what instagram's for Mm-hmm. like this is what this medium is for is to reach out to people and be like uh you know this is a way for you to reach out to to people you don't know
0: and i think that's how i found out how to contact you
3: that's how i do it man. man i mean i don't i don't i don't hold it sacred i i try and respond to as many people if, if it's a valid thing you know when it's like a, a russian bot hi oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: so sexy <laughs> oh i, I keep read.
0: falling for those
2: yeah, you, you, <laughs> Jamal. You have several. Her. You have several wives at this point, right? And they're all Russian yeah. bots.
0: Some would say two is too many. Um, but, but you were you're like,
2: you're like Pokemon, collecting them.
0: Yeah, I gotta catch them all.
2: Yeah, there's different um, kinds of Russian bots that you just want to test them out. Yeah, while.
0: yeah. Every time I go to the bank to get a new loan, they say you've got a <laughs> lot of debt. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in I love. Have wives, I'm guy. in love.
2: I'm in love. Okay, yeah. you get it. I'm in love. I'm Check in love. out this Instagram. Yeah, we're stoked. My wife is a vegetarian, so we're super stoked on the on vegetarian Don Don noodles. Like, really, really oh, stoked Oh, dude, we
3: killed that. it. We, t- we, we, I love, I love the idea of, of um, making delicious food that is uh, vegetarian and vegan.
2: All right, dude, we're, we're, we're going to roll up there. Deep, like Soul, pull up. Yo, we'll I'm here, man. I love it. Um, can I ask a question now? I've can asked a bunch ahead? of questions. This is a question that I wrote down, though. Uh, I bought your cookbook And uh, I'm not really into cooking. I try to be into cooking. Um, It takes too long. And um, is there anything from your book that you think I should start with?
3: Like, where should I start? I think you start with the Chicken McNuggets. Yeah. Our version of a Chicken Nuggets. All right. Because there's also a sub, there's like a sub cheat code paragraph that says, uh, make the sauces and just buy Popeye's chicken tenders because Mm. they're dope. And I mean, that's, that's my, my, the way I think is like cooking, like you said, man, cooking's hard enough for people who don't do it on a reg that like, there has to be ways to kind of cheat around this. And like, I'm about shortcuts. Yeah. Cooking in real life in my restaurants. That's the one thing, you know, why I always say what makes a good cook and a bad cook is the good cook won't take shortcuts, whether it's in a professional setting or at home. Uh, But at home, it's like, it's okay. It's like, listen, I don't want to use another pot. I don't want to have to clean another this. It's like, take a shortcut if you can. And my book is full of those um, shortcuts.
2: I'll have to do more. So far, I've just uh, went through it and looked at all the cool pictures. Full mm-hmm. of cool pictures. Huge thank endorsement here on cool pictures. Thank you very much. Love the, like, Brooklyn Stoop pictures with, like, the ladies. Great. Thank Fantastic. You. Thank you, thank you.
0: Is, am I saying this right? Is Miss Masoni still
3: open? No, no, no. I had a... Um, You know, as, as partnerships go, I had, I had, um, a restaurant, I was in a restaurant group with, um, uh, two other guys and, um, at the end of the day, you know, we didn't see eye to eye and, um, we went our separate ways. We dissolved the restaurants and I, uh, kept them moving and I'm doing goose feather now and I'm opening, um, I have a project opening in LaGuardia uh, at the end of the year. Oh, nice.
2: Nice. LaGuardia is looking nice. They put a lot of work into it.
3: Yeah, the new headhouse house is uh, looking great, so that's where my project's going to be, and uh, we're excited to kind of get into, uh, we're excited that LaGuardia is not going to look like, um, you know, rolling into, a, you know, like, this is my thing. I used to fly uh, out of the terminal where, like, literally the only coffee you can get was out of uh, Annie's pretzels. Mm. So like we've all been there, like five five o'clock in the morning, rush to the airport, and then you're like, oh, I need a cup of coffee, and like legit, you're getting at a pretzel. A pretzel and you're yeah. like, Hey, mm. do you guys have almond or soy? And she's like, Excuse me. I'm like, Never. Yeah. So, like we, got, a, we, got we got
2: sweet mustard. Do you want that in your coffee?
3: <laughs> we you're have like, cinnamon sugar to dust these pretzels with. I'll give it uh, a shot. Fuck then it.
0: Then you get that coffee, and you run on the plane where everyone's smoking.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to go onto the tarmac, walk up a, you know, yeah. that's yeah. kind of uh, that's that's what Laguardia yeah. was for a little while.
2: <laughs> I'm glad I'm in Newark now. Newark's a pretty decent airport. It's not fancy, but it's okay. It Gets the job um, done.
0: Here's a question: Do you know about the uh, Top Chef movie that's in the works?
3: Me? Yeah. Do you know? No, I'm not. I'm interested in hearing it.
0: Well, since well, like you like
3: one is like Top Chef After Dark. Well, no, there are
0: some
2: dark subject. Yeah, there's some dark stuff in it.
0: Um, But this is a Top Chef movie that, you know, we are somewhat comedy related uh, performers and we have uh, a Top Chef uh, draft pages of the. Movie that's in the works from some of our friends. You Would you Tom, like to hear?
2: Tom Tom, Tom yeah. wrote this. Tom was wrote, wrote one, it. Tom,
0: Tom. It's inspired by Tom. Yeah. During the is...
2: during our last rewatch season, Tom was sending us script pages because we had something mm-hmm. to do. So he was sending us script pages of this top tier movie he wants to get done, and we read them, and some of them are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So the question it's is... A little
1: confusing. Um, <laughs> the pages weren't you know sequential. <laughs> they they didn't make sense, but it really didn't. You there know, thousands you see of pages too. It's yeah. huge Yeah.
0: It's Massive. really his, his, all of his mind thinkings in one movie. Is it like yeah. the manifest in seven? Basically.
3: Mm-hmm. Basically.
0: And in, in like, like the this movie is one part, but he's like, you can watch it in seven parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the real question is, I'm Reeves. I don't know if you still have the copy. Do you want to hear the
3: opening? Of the movie. Yes. Oh, for sure. Of course. How could I not? I'm so intrigued now. Nice. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. Great. You, you have I, it. I do have the pages again. Tom sent them to me directly. He was doing that to me all last season. Um. So yeah, let's just get into it. This right. is, this is the opening scene of the top chef movie. So top chef, the Colicchio cut by Tom Colicchio. We fade up on a dingy small apartment in Los Angeles. Tom, parenthetical our hero wakes up in a haze on the floor a bottle of jack in one hand and a spatula in the other tom is a young man in his 60s who is attractive has cool style is very smart and all black people want to be his friend <laughs> tom slowly rises to his feet and walks over to the window he looks outside and sees a city and tatters Gunfire in the streets, people screaming, and trash cans on fire. His eyes slowly look up. There we see a large billboard with Padma's face on it. It says, please pack up your knives and vote for me for president of the world for another eight years. He shakes his head and mutters to himself, some things never change. He goes to the closet and grabs an old dirty chef's jacket and puts on his signature beanie. This is a parenthetical that he wrote. The beanie looks very cool on him. (laughs) He heads for the door and opens it, then suddenly stops. His attention is drawn to a framed picture on his wall. It's a picture taken from the Top Chef set of him, Gregory, Kwame, Tiffany D, and Trey. His eyes become watery and he softly places his hand on it. My best friends. I miss you guys. He slowly pulls back and leaves. He races down the hallway and stairway of his building. He passes arguing couples, babies crying, junkies passed out on the floor. We hear one junkie say, hey, got any amuse-bouches? Just one? Tom ignores him and hurries out the front door. Just then, a sleek black BMW X7 rolls up. The passenger window rolls down and a quizinart. This is a robot. Quizinbot 3000 leans out the window. Quizzinart three thousand is an all-white robot, kind of like E from Wally, but more evil. art three thousand, you have ten seconds to enter the vehicle, humanoid Tom. We chef. Tom reluctantly enters the vehicle. They drive off, and that's the scene.
0: And that's the intro to the
3: movie. And that's just the intro. Wow! Wow! I am so intrigued. This this can go in so many directions. This is. I mean I'm Oh, just, trust me, it goes many. It does directions.
1: very confusing directions.
3: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. This is like Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. No. I am not. I am Legend. What's the the robot? The robot Terminator. I, I Robot. robot. I am yes. Robot. Yeah. I, am. I Robot. Yep. It's
1: almost like Tom was maybe watching those movies, kind of when he wrote this script
2: <laughs> yeah. and put it together. <laughs> Took a lot
3: of inspiration from a lot of movies and some of these <laughs> scenes that we uh-huh. got. There's yeah. Like, there's a lot of like connection to some of these. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: these are Very good perfect. we can send you the rest if you want you can read <laughs> yeah. it great. I want to, here. i'm
3: waiting for the german shepherd to like the german shepherd <laughs> goes by tom's side <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: trust me you don't want to hear about the torture scene oh
2: torture
0: yeah. Scene's right, right. yeah torture scene's
2: terrible if this <laughs> happened would you want to be in it and would you want to play yourself
3: or somebody else from top chef of course i would i'd want i'd want to of course I, well um, I'd like to play. Yeah. I'd like to play Angela Sosa. Ah, oh, okay. I'd like to be Angela Sosa. Or Pong, because I've been okay. I've been mistaken for Hong. or Sheldon, because apparently we all three of us look the same. <laughs> like I've been to food festivals, a bit. Someone's been like, "Dude, I love you, man. You're down from Hawaii." I'm like, wrong Filipino. you right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wrong dude. I'm, like, older than him, but I like him, too. <laughs> being, I, I like him,
2: too. Being Hung would be dope. Hung was a fantastic Top Chef contestant. Yeah, really. you got to get
3: the hair. You got to get the hair. Uh, you got to party
2: hard. looks so good in the new season. He shows up, got the gray hair, looking Oh, looking point. like Storm. Looking like mm-hmm. the
3: Vietnamese Storm. Looking <laughs> Vietnamese storm.
2: The glow-up is so real. Mm-hmm. He looks great. Yeah, he's and the know, his wafty
3: hair. I mean, yeah. he's
2: so good and he knows how to play the game. We were, Do you think a chef like Hung could survive on the show today?
3: Oh yeah. yeah. His skill set is, um, his skill, and one, he's very well-trained, and he's got a good, he's got a good, and his palate is, um, his palate's really good. And he's just, listen, a lot of our, us old-timers, you, you, the quick fire is gonna be really hard because that kitchen got much bigger this, oh, it's it's, huge it's, it's very physical. so I don't know like listen, I'm not take, taking anything away from hung, but I mean like we're older now like you know my knees don't hold my knees aren't holding up like they used to. Um, so uh, I think they can um his skill set definitely translates I mean, he's a fantastic shot fantastic.
2: I was thinking like along the lines of like because everyone is signing kind of so nice now it's, there seems to be. A push and I think it's just in general there's a pushback against kind of grumpy chefs.
3: Well we what listen man my season I realized we you know on season four I realized that you know what you don't get when you're the asshole chef? You don't get all those opportunities like everybody else who was the nice chef. Mm. You don't get like the you know you don't you don't get to do the uh you know you don't get the ad dollars like those other guys. So that's true. Um you gotta be nice and everyone knows that. But you know, it's why be so cliche.
2: Yeah.
3: You could be catty behind the scenes, but like, you know, like, you know, when the camera's off, but yeah. And and trust me, and trust me, people don't, you know, people don't, there's some people don't like each other. And, and, you know, people don't, they don't, not, they don't love everybody. So, um, you know, it's really telling, just start looking at who people follow. Mm, That's the easiest way. The easiest way On a season, if they don't like somebody, they don't follow them. Hmm. Straight up, they don't. And even cross, even cross seasons. That's a way to see if people don't like each other. If you're not following somebody, then chances are they don't get along for some reason or another. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's not because they don't like know each other. It's probably because like they run into that person and they're you know the chemistry's not there. They don't you know they don't they don't jive with that person. So probably left Um, some bad reviews. (laughs) There you go. Listen, man, we're big personalities. We are big personalities, and big personalities. Yeah, oh, yeah this, for sure. yeah. At cooking events and stuff like that, when someone's Hollywood and you're just like, "Yo, fuck that dude." You know what <laughs> I mean, I mean? around that. I'm not trying to next, be around that shit.
2: You You put the best people doing the same thing. It's gonna. You put the Nets, uh, Harden, Durant,
3: Kyrie. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna Harden, get along all of them. End up in Philly. Yeah, yeah. And we even don't though They even thought have, they were like, friends. That and that's their job. it's not our job to like each other after this thing we don't have to love each other so a lot of times you see you know you see people and you know like listen there's a lot of younger dudes who still want to live that life and they should like i you know some of those dudes in season 18 were like you know everyone was like hey you know we when we said bye to them we're like hey reach out anytime you need something and some people reached out and you know they're like what's your what what is your advice and i was like live it up man live it up because in a year no one's gonna remember who you are you know so take advantage of this from a monetary standpoint and just having fun like just mm-hmm. be out there go to all the events do all those things because you never know when it's going to end mm-hmm. uh, be a nice person but like live it up man live it up you know you went from you know literally you, you walking down the street to now people recognizing who you are and that's just, it's, it's fun so don't shy away from that embrace it have fun uh, but just control yourself you know yeah don't get to hollywood
2: i so we're all improvisers here and look i one time i was eating a cupcake in dc and someone walked up to me and they were like hey were you in that musical improv show i saw last night and i was like yeah and i never forgot that and that's nothing that happened one time (laughs) and i'm the biggest star in my head because of it and my Mm -hmm. wife hates it but like i can only imagine
3: it's like to be seen all the time it'd be great all the time and it's like you know listen is it on um, Bravo? So am I big, am, am, you know, am, am I the most popular Gajian um that Top Chef has ever had? Uh I, I don't know, but I was, you know, on the blogs, they're like, you know, they're like Dale's the best Gajian that we that has been on the show. And I was like, hey, I love that. So you know, you do you do have a certain, you know, uh demographic, right? Uh, it's broadened now, but before I was like, you know, you got a lot of older women and, um, you know, the, the, the gay community loved, uh, loved them some Dale. So <laughs> feisty little guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. We're coming to the end. Do we have any other questions?
2: We got to make sure that we do our segments. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was going to do the last segment. Yeah, we do, it do with that. all of our guests, especially we did this with Harold when he was on the show. Oh, yeah, our best friend Harold. Do you mm-hmm. uh, This is a segment called uh, Add Foam, Debone, or Send Home.
2: You can do this before Chef I prepare For You?
0: Do you want to do Chefs I Prepared For You first?
2: Yeah, let's do that first. Okay, well,
0: no. let, let's do Chef's I prepare For You. This is a segment. Brian we do wants to show week. off. Yeah, this is a segment we do every week where we talk Brian about what we had for dinner last him. night and only last night. And we presented as if we're presented to the judges on Top Chef. So, chefs, eye prepared for you. Pan seared chicken. <laughs> this is a standard. sweet potatoes and roasted broccoli with garlic. Every
1: we got to get a count. We got to get a count. So, Dale, Jamal has done this, I think, every day for, I mean, what, the past two years? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty incredible, while. the consistency of it.
2: What did you spice the chicken with this
3: time? Nothing. Blackened seasoning. Oh, okay. What's blackened seasoning? And it's this is like painful for Dale to hear? Listen, man, that would kill on chopped. Not <laughs> like that on another on another on another <laughs> network. They're just singing the praises. Yeah. Let me put <laughs> on. Let me put on like a sweater and a hoodie and a, and a blazer and be <laughs> Jeffy Zakarian. <laughs> dishes. Very well seasoned and <laughs> it was, uh, perfect, perfect to uh, the chicken. But like yo, man. I like you know, like I like this segment, man. This is this is really telling because you can see the you know there's some like you know I got some fat kid tendencies. Okay, <laughs> okay good. Okay, well then, okay, you you'll love my I'm I'm consistent with mine. Reeves, do you want to go next?
1: Sure, chefs. I prepared for you a sheep pan sausage with peppers and tomatoes and asparagus. Very simple, just some olive oil, salt, pepper. Put asparagus it in the broiler. Mixed,
2: that was on the thing. The asparagus. I threw flavor. that in
1: because we had it leftover, okay. and I wanted to throw a little bit of asparagus, a little green, in there. But okay. that was pretty much it. Remember,
3: you, don't, you can't say that was a leftover. It was just. You gotta say it was. It was fresh. It was intentional. <laughs> you have to say yeah. you know. I I love the almost um, almost uh bitter quality that this uh and <laughs> green you know freshness that this asparagus brings to the dish. I knew that it was missing something. So that's why I put the asparagus. Boom.
0: You're doing it. Can I mention I had cod fillet for lunch today and and roasted asparagus?
2: Cod fillet?
0: See, here's the thing. I always talk about what I have for dinner, but I do have different stuff for lunch. Well, those are the rules,
2: Jamal. You made the segment. All right. I'll go. Everyone's going to feel better. Chefs, last night I procured for you. Here we go. Pizza from <laughs> brick and dough. Yeah, um, it's a place in Montclair, New Jersey. Love Montclair, New Jersey. If you're ever there. My wife picked it up. I was very busy yesterday. I didn't have time to cook and stuff like that. She picked up two pies. They were they're like the the brick oven pies. They're like burnt on the outside people like that. Um, one was a a, um, a vodka pie. It's just like a you know, with like cream in the sauce. The other was just marinara, no cheese on it at all. It was gross. Hmm. Where did cheese at? Why is that an
3: option? Why is that on the menu? You're giving too much information. That <laughs> you obviously are going home now.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. Home. Padma, Padma, uh, you're Dale, shitting on your own thing before you get there. Dale just asked me oh. if I meant to do a pizza with no cheese, and I said, no. I wanted cheese on
3: it, so I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, did you mean for no cheese to be in here? And you're like, yes no no i it was sitting on my cutting board and i forgot to put it on and now so you'll get this you'll get I'll, I'll eat the i'll pretend to eat the pizza slice with no cheese on it and be like and just go to the next person that's when you know you're screwed yeah <laughs> that's the that's one of the padma Mattels. hey while we're talking about pizza do you think detroit style pizza is having a moment Oh, I think it's my it's my
0: favorite
2: right now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm right there with you. Favorite right now, I'm right there with you. Jamal, will you tell Dale how you order your pizzas?
0: Sure, I'll tell him. (laughs) I order it from Italy. Uh, I order my pizza with no sauce on it, just cheese and pepperoni. I'm not a big fan of sauce, and I'm telling you, someone told me this. That's how they do it in authentic Italy. is Is that true olive oil on cheese and your topping they don't put the red sauce on
3: they said that's um really
4: (laughs) (laughs) none
3: your place
0: didn't have to go that
3: i like red red sauce pasta
0: pasta. i do but on my pizza i don't like i just i think you know what it is one time a long time ago a pizza place put way too much sauce on and Brian loves that but it just it was swimming in sauce and I was just like never again and then like my dad often would order pizza and like watch them at Domino's and be like just dip the sauce ladle in take it out and just spread it around don't don't pour sauce on so I was like it's stuck with me oh
3: man I feel like you're 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 fighting your uh your I feel like you're, the, the revenge the revenge that's happening right now over that is intense. But, <laughs> hey, man, listen, how, I, nobody, listen, at the end of the day, nobody's here to tell you how to eat your food. You Except know? for Brian. That's <laughs> I true. Don't, I don't hate on that. Like, listen, if that's how you like it, I mean, I do love the idea of sauce on the side mm-hmm. so you can control it. Um, that's so, smart. I like that. I like a Detroit like because the sauce is on top and I can kind on of On top, it. and I love that about it. Everything stays so crispy. Yeah. It's fluffy. That's my thing, man. I like that. Um, and when I get
0: Detroit, I leave the sauce on.
2: Okay.
0: Ooh,
2: All right. I like that. Okay. See? We're, we're, we're seeing that. Right? All right, Dale. Do you want to do your Chef I Prepared for you?
3: Yeah. Uh, chefs, I prepared for you a um, 45-day dry-aged de Braga black Angus ribeye seared to medium rare with pair, and I paired that with a kimchi jjigae which is a kimchi stew and steamed uh white rice that flex is hard guys. Okay, yeah, okay wow. you, you didn't have to come that hard at <laughs> that flex is hard cuz jjigae please i mean, <laughs> I mean control, I, I you, know, you, you guys did I this and i was i was like oh shit i get man you
0: just destroyed
3: it i thought you were going to silly i know because- i'm sorry the steak was like the steak uh the steak retail was $60. It was a 24-ounce d- dry aged. It was my wife cooked it. It was perfect when I got home. And I gotta wow. take no credit for it. I gotta even shout out to my wife, Agnes. <laughs> uh Agnes, she 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 killed it. Um and then she made this this Korean uh, kimchi stew with it. It paired perfectly with it. It was like the greens, uh, it was almost like this sauce that kind of cleansed your palate as you ate this really rich fatty meat. And it was more than 45-day dry age. My wife was like, this is a funky steak. And I was like, I know it's delicious. She's like, it's delicious. Um, so wow. That's the flex, guys. That's the flex.
2: I thought you were going to say something silly because you were like, I have fat contents I, I thought you were going to be like, I had peanut butter and jelly. But now you came up with the 45-day dry age steak. Yo, destroyed fam. Us.
3: Yo, fam. I'm trying to wash my weight right now. You know. Because if my wife wasn't there, I would have went <laughs> right into and... I crushed <laughs> a thing of gelato with three cookies in it and, you know, smoked a bowl and went to bed <laughs> and then kept going. What yeah. I, yeah. I mean, seriously, <laughs> the tendencies are real. So. All right. Have we haven't done, that done that this before. <clears throat> we haven't done this before, but you just won that segment. Um,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we yeah We're winner.
0: now going to give out winners for the segments. You just won <laughs> the segment. So the last segment before we let you go. Uh, is called Add Foam, Debone, or Send Home. This is where you pick of the three of us, which one of us would you add foam to, which one of us would you debone, and which one would you send home? Hmm. <laughs> we haven't done this in so long. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
3: What would I add foam to? I would add foam to uh, Reeves. Yes. Like, I would debone Brian. Appreciate it. And Jamal, I guess that leaves you with, uh... yo, I mean, listen. As much as Brian lost the pizza, and lost the chicken breast, man. You can't, you can't stop. I mean, fuck, dude. I got to step it up. Was it breast? Yeah, it was chicken breast. Oh, my God. Was it even like thighs?
0: No, not this oh week. My not this week.
3: <laughs> oh, my yes. God. Yes. Wow. You know that oh, that sounds like a meal that I legit would just make and puree and give it to make my five month old. <laughs> Straight up, I was like, "That sounds like a like a Gerber baby down the jar, like blackened chicken breast, sweet potatoes." <laughs> oh yeah, I'll give that to my kid who can't has no has only gums.
2: <laughs> Jam- Jamal's meal has three ingredients.
3: <laughs> Boy,
0: all right, you're winning again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dale. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was a blast. Do
3: you Happy plug at the time anything? of this. Yeah. Do you, do you have plug? anything yeah. you want to
2: talk about? Plug. Goose Feather. I'm gonna come there and hang out.
3: Yeah, man. Come to Goose Feather, dude. And all you guys, please. If you're ever in town, um, you know we're in Terrytown, Westchester. And uh, Goose Feather, we're gonna be opening a bar, uh, a little outdoor bar soon. Um, uh, in front, in, right in front of the lawn here, in front of the restaurant. Um, you know, we're doing something cool in LaGuardia. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Um, hope to see you guys come in the restaurant. Hit me up when you guys do. Hell but yeah. this is fun. Absolutely. This is great, guys. You guys got something here. This is fun. This okay. Clip cool. oh, that. Clip that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Will you please tell the people that leave reviews that say things like, honestly, the worst Top Chef podcast. <laughs> Will you tell them to not say that anymore to well, us? You
3: guys have to No, You guys have to embrace that. People we do, are, like, we do. Oh, we have. Yeah, when it's the worst, then you're just like, okay, now I gotta
2: hear it. We, our, our, our slogan is: we're a very good podcast. We're a very bad Top Chef podcast.
1: Yeah, we do the best we can with the Top Chef stuff, but we are the least qualified, like to probably. Yeah. Do it. yeah, you were
2: referencing like I, I asked you a question about your scallops, and you're like, I already did make it work <laughs> in an episode of Top Chef, and I was like, yeah, oh, like I don't fucking
3: know. I've seen all of them. Oh, yeah. I don't retain anything. It just goes out of my fucking head. Yep, marijuana no one is a very powerful drug.
2: Oh but man. You're <laughs> telling me,
3: but this is great guys. No, really fun. Really fun. All right, all right. Thanks so
2: much for coming on. Really, thanks for coming on. Really
3: appreciate it. Appreciate it guys. Cheers, man. Thanks for making it happen again. Sorry yes, for sir. the first time I totally sketched out. All no good. Problem. We no worries. talked about it. No so reflection on the podcast. I just lost track of time. All right. Thanks. Man. Thank so you so nice. much. Yeah. yeah thank guys. you. you good, man. Later. Take care.
0: All right. Welcome back. What an interview that was. Uh, If you've skipped to this part, you've actually missed the interview with Dale and it was not a bit. It was an actual interview. So um, shame on you and go back and listen to it and you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Dale was great. Thanks for coming on. Um, But we we're here to do the duty of talking about Top Chef Season 19, Episode 9, Pod Chef Season 6, Episode 9,
2: Freedman's Town. Can I just really quick – Mm-hmm. How about that Dale told you huh? He yeah. was. What a treat. Yeah. What an absolute pleasure yeah. to have on the show.
1: He's a real sweetheart. He was very nice to us. Very, very candid and very yeah. real. It was very him. Real. I know it sounds like we're being sarcastic about it. Go back. Just get back. You just hit that yeah, little back literally. thing yeah. a couple yeah. of 30 seconds. You'll hear yeah. it's him.
2: It's yeah. him. Yeah. It's actually him. It's really yeah. him. And- mm-hmm. And it's us.
0: And it's mm-hmm. us. We're, it's and, really us. And it's more proof that this is the official Top Chef podcast. Yeah, yes. if it
2: wasn't, why is Dale on the podcast?
0: Yeah, why, why did Harold come on? Why did Dale come on? Why
2: did Carla's assistant tell me that she's too busy, but she'd like to come on? Why mm. did Why did Dale like the Top Chef movie idea so much? Because it's Tom's idea, and yeah. he wants to get it done, because it's going to get made. Yes! Make so, it, Hollywood. So... Honestly, the worst Top Chef podcast? I don't think so. Honestly, yeah. the official Top Chef podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're guess what? We're in Houston still. Yeah, we're in Houston mm. still. But they really did make them break up into colors and use the colors as the vegetables that they could use that were in the little box. So, so- wait, was that intentional? Because the episode as a whole was kind of focused on people of color? <sighs> yeah.
0: And I can do that, and it's not racist. <laughs>
2: hmm. This one, they had to make vegetables, mm-hmm. and by color only. Yeah, they all had to be monochromatic. That's the word you're looking for.
1: Yes, and I was going to say it. I knew that that was the word.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, not too many interesting things happened here. There was a point where Luke, the only white man left, slapped Buddha in the face. <laughs> Uh, Mm -hmm. maybe in a rage. I don't know. He knew what was coming. He knew what day was around the corner, even though that. Yeah. And then at another point, Luke tried to get into the pizza oven thing. And Buddha said, get your stupid ass out of here.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't belong here. That's what Buddha said. You don't belong here, boy.
2: Why did they show that part?
0: Because Luke's going home. That's why
2: Yeah. (laughs) they had to
0: paint him bad. Luke is excited about this. Uh, challenge for whatever reason i don't know i guess he's like enjoys cooking with vegetables or whatever he gets Um,
2: purple he does get purple and he makes purple cauliflower he won't stop making cauliflower and look this is going to be my running theme throughout this episode that we do i think that luke fleeced top chef Mm, i think he's got it i think i know nothing of luke Mm-hmm. I think he's a rich boy whose parents got him into a good position at a good restaurant. He's done nothing else, and he goes to Top Chef, and he's not that good. And all they mm-hmm. talk about is how, like, he has what he learned from this place and nothing else. I think he fleeced a to Top Chef.
0: I think he's very one dimensional, but that gets called out in this episode.
2: Yeah. Tom calls
1: it out. I I think his issue is kind of what Tom says. He just spent most of his time at one restaurant, which is a really great restaurant. And he just hasn't expanded his culinary, you know, palate and like things that he can cook. And there's also, you know, our friend Dale Mm -hmm. talked about this in our interview. There's some people that are just like are good cooks, but they just aren't built for top chef. And I think he might be one of those people.
0: I think he's definitely one of those people who's not built for Top Chef. Um, At least not built I mean, for this life. You aren't name about this life. name something positive you did in the last nine
2: weeks. I mean, even Padma called it out. Like she was yeah. like, "Thank you for." She's like, "Thank you for joining us."
0: Yeah, this yeah. was. She was
2: like, "Did you enjoy this?" I can tell. Yeah, you did can, good for once.
0: Yeah, I can finally tell you're actually having a spark of fun. Like this is this is a review that I would expect from me. That I mean, because I did get it once. At work, after I was teaching, someone's like, oh, you are much more fun than you were when you were teaching. I thought you had um, not a funny bone in your body. And I was like, well, it wasn't supposed to be hilarious. I was teaching.
2: Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to prove this to anybody. But, like, just show her the report that your doctor has that proves that more than 50% of your body is funny bone. Mm -hmm. The rest are regular bone. Mm Mm-hmm. I get that thing,
1: too. It's a lot of times after people would see me in improv shows. They were like, I didn't know you were funny because you weren't funny in that show. But not, talking to you now, you're funny. very funny.
0: You're, very, you're a very funny guy.
1: And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm doing work in the improv show. It's not always funny. I Sometimes I have to
2: do work. So you guys didn't like the, the, the doctor thing that Jamal's got actual funny bones in his body? You guys didn't like that? Just moved on right from it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Let's listen to the clip.
0: Okay. I also want to give an honorable mention. Luke, welcome to the party, man. I'm so glad I got to taste this dish of I want to see more of this food in your elimination challenges.
3: Absolutely. Bye.
1: Welcome to the party. You've been so fucking bad up until this point. And yeah. who knew you could actually cook? Wow.
0: I didn't this... know you were a chef.
1: Yeah. That hurt my feelings. And I'm not Luke. Yeah. Man. She's he like, I want to see more of this.
2: I could yeah. eat this. Yeah. He looked dejected when she said that. And he yeah. just put a smile on his face. Can you, like, he basically got a participation trophy for this one because he didn't even make top three, really. So that's, that's how poor his food was, that, like, it's not top three, but still, welcome to the potty, pal. Mm-hmm. Like, Welcome to the potty, pal. Honorable Cook mention. some more cauliflower. Welcome yeah. to the potty, pal. You didn't even make top three, but do yeah. more of this because this doesn't suck shit.
1: And Brian, you're always talking about how you hate that top chef is handing out participation trophies so often these days, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I don't, you know, uh, just suck it up, buttercup. Get out there and either win or don't. Mm -hmm. And if you don't win, then you're a loser. And the way to fix that is to take brain pills (laughs) (laughs) that Joe Rogan sells, brain pills. Mm -hmm. You won't be a loser. I don't want to get kicked off Spotify
1: for that comment. (laughs)
2: Welcome to the party, pal. Uh, You've been bad and now you're fourth. You're not top three, but um, don't, yeah, you suck. Go to
1: Houston, get on top shelf, (laughs) make a couple of dishes. It'd be a good time.
0: Have a couple of laughs. Mm -hmm. So, Damar wins the quickfire. Yes. And Damar's looking strong and he's really kind of maybe too. Too much on fire for this stage of the competition because uh he's kind of separating himself a little bit.
2: Mm. Yeah, he is. I mean, is there something to how much Padma was talking about the way that Damar looks and like expresses himself?
1: She does seem to have a problem with like him not emoting to her
2: standards. He seems perfectly normal. I
0: don't,
1: I don't
2: think know. Padma
0: hangs out with very many black men.
2: Mm. That's what it, it. It seemed like she was, and this part got cut, but tone policing him in a well, way. Well, that's what
0: y'all do. I mean, I mean, you cut out the part where you were tone policing me during this whole recording. <laughs> hey, hey. So also, like, no wait, hold on. It.
2: Padma's not white, so
0: don't lump me in there with her. <laughs> Does it's not a thing you can only do if you're white and if you're like black. It's not one of those dumb things like black people can't be racist. We talking about we're one of the best racists on the planet. Like exactly. we win awards for it if we could be openly racist.
1: Yeah. It's welcome real, to the party, pal. <laughs> welcome
0: to the party, pal. So they welcome Luke to the party, but he doesn't win. Damar wins. <laughs> um, and Damar's looking strong. Dawn and Kwame are back for Juneteenth. And thank you, Dawn, for showing up on time. Yep. She's here. There's Kwame, too. She's not cooking, so everything's going to be finished on time.
1: Uh-uh. She's just she's just going to be tasting and providing her feedback,
0: which is nice. Yeah, and this is what they have to do. Um, the chefs catered a block party fundraiser, something Luke's never been to, held at the Bethel Baptist Church in honor of Juneteenth. Texas roots and the establishment of the Freedmen's Town located in Houston's 4th Ward. Now, the contestants were required to contribute dishes that spoke to their hearts and souls in reference to soul food. Luke, do you know what that is? All proceeds from the fundraiser went towards the Houston Freedman's Town Conservancy. The guest judges, obviously, were Don Burrow and Kwame on watch. Mm-hmm. There,
2: there was a guest judge in the first part, too, for the quick fire, which yeah le- this leads to your every cast member like sure. well no she wasn't on this was she was she, she on top was
1: show? so she was on season nine texas
0: really i did not know that she is because now she's the uh the judge on the uh elevator show that we reviewed That's last season right yeah That's oh right. i remember her i i never forget a uh someone who reminds me of my mom so she was very strict <laughs> let's just <laughs> was say, it. Let's say put, it let's put it that way. just put it that way she's very strict <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh also
2: quick note DeMar got the old. The, this is the last time they're getting A um, little throwback to our friend from season one Not able to be eliminated yeah, Yes. this is the last one And
0: what a good one for a black person to win right The Juneteenth Immunity idol mm-hmm. um, Yeah So Luke has decided That he's
2: going to make meatloaf for Juneteenth His mom's meatloaf Which yeah. she made for him every time he came home from Europe
1: Mm-hmm. No, from any you. of his trips of Europe he'd come home, throw his bag down, all his Norse meat you know, stuff exact, exactly, yeah. you know, his axes and stuff like that and his mom would be like here's a nice big meatloaf for you to eat and he was like oh this is what they bring to block parties right?
2: Mm-hmm. And she said <laughs> I don't know I guess so. He sits Shoot. down there and he's shoving it in his face and he's like hey mom, when is Pa gonna come to dinner? And she Realizes that he doesn't know he's been in Europe. She puts his hand, her hand on his shoulder. And she says, Luke, Pie, come to dinner. And he says, What? And she says, He works night shifts now. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. they say, Saw him the next morning. Okay. <laughs> that, right. Okay, great.
0: I'm not going to tag on to that because I don't want to ruin a perfect bit. <laughs>
1: That was nice. I was worried something had happened to Pa, but you know. so did I for a second there. <laughs> but then you
0: said he just works nights, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this gives his work circle. schedule." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what is he doing working nights? Because in that time, it really couldn't work at night. They couldn't really see anything. So I was like, "I wonder what he's doing." But it's probably something serious,
2: dangerous yeah, too. In CIA, Luke and Luke always thought that he just was like a mailman, but he's in the CIA. Okay. okay, and I guess we have to ask the follow-up, which CIA are we talking about? So, yeah. Um, Culinary Institute of America. Okay, that okay, checks that, out. That checks well, out.
1: Yeah. This is all in your crazy conspiracy theory that <laughs> he's from some connected family that can get him into Top Chef. Uh-huh. So,
0: yeah. It is a very family-oriented episode, and everyone's taking and cooking for their mamas and their moms. And these challenges, I think, are tougher than people realize. Because I think there's a aspect of it that can lead the chefs to overthinking, like this inspirational dish, and kind of like getting in their heads too much about it. Like, oh, I got to make this perfect because it's I'm making it for my mom, and it's like, no, just just make it like you would if you're at home and you're just whipping it up.
1: Yeah, keep it. I think that's where Demar excelled because mm-hmm. he just had simple ingredients, kept it, you know, just. Within, I think it was like two or three components that made it really strong as greens, which Mm -hmm. looked looked amazing. But, you know, Ashley struggled because she did two good things, but she put a gravy on top of... Oyster gravy. Which sounded tasty.
2: I do think it's very, very bold of Damar just to make greens and hoe cakes. Like, literally, those are two sides. Mm, Damar serves sides.
0: And can we talk about something?
2: Can we talk about... Everyone was overthinking
0: it, but Damar said... This ain't no thing. I'm going to make some hoe cakes.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought hoe cakes were for breakfast, and I know that from True Blood, because mm. the, the girl always said, I'll make you some hoe cakes. She said a real Southern.
0: I always kick my hoe cakes out before breakfast.
2: Uh, are we cutting that? 24. <laughs> I, th- I think, honestly, um, I think this was my favorite episode for food. It all, like... That makes sense. It's soul food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's food that like is attainable to me and looks good and mm-hmm. probably tastes amazing, and they all loved doing it. And honestly, I was really connected to what uh, Dale was saying, to reference the um, interview you guys just heard. Is that Top Chef is all about these, like, fit, here's this fancy, you know, one piece of something or other, and I learned it in France and blah, blah, blah. And this episode was just like, here's stuff that I know how to make, that my mom made, that her mom made. That's good stuff that everyone likes. And they all, everyone knocked it out the fucking park and the judges were like, oh, this is all really good. Yeah. So maybe this is better than fucking raw gooey ducks, like super thin over top of a mango ceviche.
0: Yeah. Maybe my Gerber like taste palette and meals are actually pretty good. And that's why I have them every day almost. Do you (laughs) remember that? What did you think about all the audiences that might like the food? Babies love my
1: shit, okay?
0: Yeah. I'm number one in babies. Last they're going, in the hearts of parents.
2: They're going goo goo gaga for this shit. Yeah.
0: So think about that before you judge me and say that I eat baby food. <laughs> Quick.
2: Okay. Just top of your head, which of these meals was the one you would – If you showed up there, then you get one of these booths. Where are you going? Tomorrow? Well, as soon as I see hoe cakes – Okay,
1: it's the it's the greens for me. I'm a big greens fan. I
2: love greens too, but out of everything else that was there, you'd go green, like not knowing Mm. what it tastes like, just going by like what's on the sign alone. Yeah, because
0: I'd be like, oh, collard greens. That's gonna stick in my mouth. That taste's gonna linger. and and it's got the ham hocks juice on it. Oh,
1: that that would be first. Yeah, for me too. Yeah, I think maybe Evelyn would also draw me.
0: Also, I'm there for Juneteenth. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Collard greens is the closest to Juneteenth that you're going to taste. Like the original taste of Juneteenth was collard greens and ham hocks and hoe cakes. Also, can we talk about the the guy from the TV show Insecure is there. And Mm -hmm. in that, in the most recent season, he does leave LA and goes to Houston, I think for a bit. And now we know what he was doing. He was filming this. Oh, man, and is wow. it gonna?
1: Is there gonna be an overlap between Top <gasps> Chef and Insecure? Yeah, Sam universe.
0: Has sex with her oh, or something. The extended Top Chef universe.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tom shows up in what he was wearing tonight, which we can only describe as like uh, Cuban nights, or like I thought it was Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. I was thinking Miami. Featured-
1: featured character in raiders of the lost ark yeah yeah he like Ta- some nazi from raiders
0: <laughs> you know what he's really dressed as he's dressed as the guy who
2: owns the original jurassic park yeah, yeah looks <laughs> like he's gonna yeah. take his hat off and be like we spared no expense he he looks like he's gonna take his hat off and like fan himself with it for sure mm-hmm. well so i oh lordy up- it is a hot one out here
0: <laughs> oh my oh well we got them cooking up for juneteenth now don't we <laughs> my name's colonel sanders
1: i so i did reach out about this because i was like oh good what is going on with tom's we
2: could have just asked him why don't we just ask him we did. We, thank you
1: yeah we normally we, we haven't been doing that a lot lately and so i reached out to him and he was saying he that busy. he you know he got a stylist Oh um, but he only got a stylist after the Jurassic World episode. And so mm-hmm. it was someone who was a costume designer on yeah. Jurassic okay. World. Okay. Makes sense. Became that makes his sense. stylist. Makes yeah. Sense. So that's yeah. why. Yeah. So I, I guess in the next episode he's he's <laughs> like gonna... dressed up like a velociraptor <laughs> of some kind. Keep an eye out for it, but <laughs>
0: Yeah. Speaking of Tom, let's uh <laughs> let's do his small talk. Clip of the week, which I'm now expanding to the episode itself, because sometimes there's doozies here. So let's listen to the small talk clip of the week.
4: Cheers to the reaper.
0: The word's out. There's good stuff here. Yeah.
3: That's what, what are I you
0: making? I am making uh, collard greens with po' cakes. There's some smoked ham hocks in the collard greens. Um, and then I have a little pepper vinegar to drizzle over the top. When I think about soul, I think about ancestry. And I thought about... Um, everything that my grandmother and, you know, the people that came before her had to do to get me to this point. So I just, I, I just get really proud when I think about where I come in from.
1: In Southern cuisine, when the greens hit the cornbread, it is a match made in heaven. Well,
0: thank your ancestors for me, because
4: that's really good. <laughs> I
2: cannot believe they kept that in. I cannot believe I can. they kept that in. <laughs> it's... It, thank you. <laughs> DeMar said, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> he said, he said, he said... Tell your ancestors to fuck off. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sure, yeah. I'll tell my ancestors. I'll thank them for f- you. for being slaves, I guess, and coming up with this
2: food. For having to make do with what they have. Yeah, I'll be sure to thank them, Tom.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, and you make sure to tell your ancestors to go fuck themselves because yeah. they really made things hard for my ancestors. Yeah. Tell
4: your...
2: Yeah. As a as a white person, here, this is a quick little note to all my fellow white people out there. As a white person, never ask a black person to give a note to their ancestors for you. It's about anything.
0: Here's what you also shouldn't do: don't go on social media and like pretend like you're writing an open letter to like black people's ancestors for them, and be is that like a thing, and be like, I'm just apologizing for my ancestors, what they did to your ancestors, and oh. we need to come together and blah blah blah. blah, blah. Mm. it's not a thing I just made it up I just don't want white people to be doing it
1: (laughs) well and we have a lot of listeners that take
0: what we say very seriously on
1: this podcast maybe too seriously
2: yeah yeah Hoof, hoof, foot gland stuff I (laughs) listen you know how like Pooh Bear makes honey look and look like it's gonna taste really good Mm Mm-hmm. yes I don't know, the, Piglet. The way that Damar just says, "And I put some pepper vinegar on it," I want pepper vinegar so bad. Me too. Like I'm I so excited is, by but that. I was like, so bad. Pepper vinegar. That sounds like two great things mixed into one. Yeah, pepper vinaigrette. There's no way it tastes good just to like drink it because it's pepper vinegar. But like, it's vinaigrette, wasn't it? I think he said vinegar. He said right? pepper vinegar. I thought he said
0: pepper vinaigrette. Let's hear it again. Cut Let's to see. the end though.
1: <laughs> how do I do that? I can't do that. It's a long clip. I think it's at the very beginning. He says it. Yeah. yeah.
4: Cheers to the reaper.
0: The words out. There's good stuff here. Yeah. That's what, what are you I making? I am making uh, collard greens with po' cakes. There's some smoked ham hocks in the collard greens, um, and then I have a little pepper vinaigrette to drizzle over the top. Pepper vinaigrette to drizzle over. Play it again. Peppered vinegar. Yeah. I'm play it right there. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how to start the. Oh, hocks and the collard greens. Um, and then I have a little pepper vinegar to drizzle over the top.
2: I think it's vinegar. A little okay. vinegar to, sp- to sprinkle okay. over the top. Fine. Well, vinaigrette is
1: less exciting. It's so much I, less exciting. Yeah, I but want it to makes believe. Sense.
2: I know what a pepper vinaigrette would be. But a pepper vinegar, I can't wrap my head around, but it sounds delicious. I want it so bad. Please let <laughs> yeah. it be real. Don't let this be a pepper vinaigrette. Let this be real. <laughs>
1: Maybe we ask our friend Dale if he can reach out to his friend
2: Demar, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Ask. yes. well, he would probably know. He'd be like, oh, cause it looked like he was in a squeezy bottle. It didn't yeah. it looked like vinegar. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. Um, please let it be vinegar. and I want it. We go
0: to judge's table. Can we just go to Judge's table? It's so emotional. It is. Everyone's crying. Everyone's sharing their emotions about their dish. Everyone cries.
2: Everyone makes Gail cry. Everyone's tearing up. It's like,
0: we got it. This is a very, very sensitive, very impactful episode. But can we just send someone home? You know who's winning me over? Who? Jay. 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 I was about to say Jay. Jay. Jay.
1: And could Jay be doing what others have done in the past where they kind of sit in the middle for the beginning of the season and then they just start kicking into gear the latter half?
0: They figure Smart. out they figure out how the game's played and they go, yep. okay, I'm going to save some of these dishes if I can for later on. If I can just... I know how this works. If I can just play to their palates and then I'm really
2: going to turn it up. I could see if someone... A J sneaking in there if Evelyn messes up, yeah. Top, five.
1: yeah. I but I think I'm I'm at the point now where I I don't think Evelyn's going to screw up. I think she, she's yeah. going to win. She's yeah, she's it. just she's so consistent that uh, it's exciting though. There's a there's definitely this tier. I think after Luke, now that Luke is gone, and maybe once Ashley gets eliminated, I think you have a tier of really really great. Yeah. chefs who are all, like, killing it.
2: Yeah. Do you guys understand their critique of Buddha's Dish and that individually it all was very well seasoned, but together it wasn't?
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's hard to tell. You know what it
2: is? It's like, and Reeves will
0: love this, it's like when you have a Herald team full of people who have done improv for a while, they're all very well seasoned, but they just don't go together. You know? The team just Doesn't have chemistry when you put them together. Individually, well-seasoned. Together, ugh. Bumblebee. (laughs) Our second beats are
1: hard for me to follow. (laughs) Bumblebee, our coach isn't giving us good feedback. See, he gets it.
0: So let's just listen to Luke go home. He gets sent home. (laughs)
4: Luke, please pack your knives and go. I'm so sorry, Luke. Listen, it's not over yet. See you in Last Chance Kitchen.
0: Thank you very much. I think this was a really difficult decision that they had to make. And at the end of the day, someone had to go. So I'm leaving with my head held high.
4: And Luke, keep doing what you're doing. I was so
0: happy to taste that corner you turned. So I'm looking forward to you finding yourself more in all that technique you already possess. Thank you.
3: It sucks to go home. Made
0: it all the way to number seven. Quick toast before I'm out. Yeah, quick toast. I don't know if anybody's ready to leave. I'm just happy to have swam in the same pool as everybody. This is an absolute amazing bunch of people. Just honored to be in this group.
1: Fell in love with cooking because there was always an opportunity to learn. Yeah,
0: so he's gone and he goes to face off against Sarah, who now owns Last Chance Kitchen, and he loses, so he's fully out. And finally, someone else is out. That's not on my team. Luke. When is Sarah going to get a shot to come back into the show, man? She's uh, won like five her... times in a row now. Didn't
2: you guys say it was one more episode?
1: I think one more episode is what Tom said. Um, if she wins the next last chance, I think she gets back. Okay. So she
2: beats Ashley next week? <laughs> Probably. Yeah.
1: Unless, I don't know. The the I... thing, which kind of the preview for next week, seemed like DeMar was a little bit nervous.
2: Yeah, it seemed like DeMar was shooken.
0: Ashley J. Damar and Buddha are the lowest right now. I just want you to know, Jackson still has more points than everyone except for Evelyn. Mm-hmm. And he's out of the show.
1: What a run. Yeah. So. Luke, just <laughs> keep doing what you're doing, what you just did this day. Just keep doing that and don't ever do what you did before, ever again, because it was just so awful and it really made me sad and I didn't want you to be here. And I questioned why you were here and so we had to sacrifice you on Juneteenth. <laughs>
2: You know, keep doing what you're doing, which isn't good enough to continue on the show. But at least it's not terrible. So stay there. Yeah.
1: I think if I was there, I'd be like, can I, you're hurting my feelings. It Please seems like she doesn't that. like him. It seems yeah, like she's generally is like does.
2: glad to see him gone. And it's like being overtly nice to like, you know, show him, you know, to show him that that she's doing better than him because he got sent home. She's oh, nagging him. Yeah. Like. Oh, just keep doing that. You got it. And she, like, oh, she hates him. Oh, yeah. And Jay wins. Jay wins. Did we say Jay wins? Yeah, Jay wins. Uh,
0: we said it now. Uh, Reeves, you're in the lead. Brian, you're now in second place. You're not in first place anymore. No! In second place. And I'm still in last place. But I'm pretty sure Sarah's coming back in the competition. She's going to win it all. She's I been think- doing the real top chef. And the real top chef is in Last Chance Kitchen.
1: I think you might be right. I think there's a good chance. I mean, what a if if its next episode is the last one, what a disappointment would it be if she didn't win that last one and got back in?
2: I think she'll get in, but even next week, it's not the last. Like, it's like top five or six, so she's still got a lot of people to get through. Even if she comes back to make it to the finals, no, it's just it's just three people at the most to get through the finals. Is usually three or four people, right? But she's coming
0: back with six people. Yeah, so it means two more weeks. They'll be in the finals, basically.
2: It's so hard.
0: Yeah, but she's been doing it. There's no challenge they're going to come up with on the actual show that's worse than – She just had to make takeout food, three different dishes in 45 minutes for her own restaurant wars.
1: She's done very well. I would say that – I mean, she called it out, but in this Last Chance Kitchen, like she was – she didn't do great. It's just Luke really ate it. And what, what was it? He over salted his dish. Was that what he it added was? salt too late, too late, and so it tasted too
2: salty. It didn't have time to soak in. There was even that. that proves you the salt difference to go.
1: between
0: Luke not being on the show. He shouldn't be on the show. He keeps making the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has COVID.
1: Hey, everyone. Well, so out yeah. There? So
2: that's that's the thing is we didn't mention the fuck. They're gonna wait until at the week after Jackson is gone. To do the blindfold taste test,
1: <laughs> they yeah, should have nice. expedited that as soon as yeah. they found
2: out. That's some yeah, real that like, is, yeah, that's interesting. That's why did they do that to Luke? Shit. They why just said he... fuck you to us. They're that like, seems like yeah. you want a cool payoff. You want to see Jackson have to fucking taste something with his uh with a blindfold on? No, too bad. Fuck you. You don't. That's real heel shit. It's like you want my shirt. You want my shirt. You don't get my shirt. Padma no, wanted that fucking done. mark was marks. like, don't give it to Jackson. Give it to Luke. Because, I
1: mean, how great would it be if he's like, he's given like cinnamon and he goes to taste it and he's like, turkey leg. And he's just like, <laughs> everything is just like so he's, he's off. Like,
0: he's like, I don't know. This is Everything tastes so salty. Yeah,
1: Tom's foot. Yeah. <laughs> they like, give him just... some coriander. He's like, uh, 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 a felt hat. Felt hat.
0: <laughs> uh, sh- shoe shavings. Shoe shavings.
2: Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. A penny. is this a penny a bunch of pennies that have been on the ground
0: it's either blood or a penny
2: it's one of the two (laughs) um the uh i know this one um the ashes of my grandmother (laughs) dude it's fucking basil (laughs) (laughs) reeves reeves where are they now
1: um luke is in seattle uh no paper trail of where he is currently working other than i'm assuming uh He's a a DJ at medieval times Sick
0: Okay, that's it for us this week Brian, you have so much to edit down Uh, I do, but
2: before I go (laughs) Listen to the Daily Interview Go back if you didn't If you skipped, go back And then give us five stars on Apple Podcasts Mm -hmm. And let people know that We really got something here, guys Yeah
0: Until next time, we're going to pack our knives And go
3: But this was fun Absolutely. this is great guys you guys got something here this is fun